and welcome to Shout Out with Dan and Dan. My name is Dan and alongside me, as per usual, my co-host, Dan. How are you, mate? Good hoops. How are you, mate? Very well, thank you. And today's episode is uh, sponsored by our gold sponsors, Elliot's Construction, O'Malley Outdoor Creations and Glimpsoz. Great to have them on board. Yeah, great sponsors. They've been great to us. And as a little special guest... Uh, much like Hamish and Andy, we've got a uh, little cackling Jack, but uh, also known as Giggling Tom. Welcome. G'day, listeners. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having us. That's um, right. Yeah, it's good to be here. That's good. Yeah, Tom's a, a uh, an avid fan and uh, also my housemate. So I heard he's up to episode seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to it to that often. But... <laughs> for any reason in particular. I will catch up. Not a worry. fan? Yeah. I oh, just don't have the time. Probably hear enough of my voice around the house. That's right. Yeah. All right. Oh, thank you very much for that. So, uh, DMAC, what's been happening, my friend? Um, yeah, not a lot, mate. Just uh, settling into uh, footy season. Um, obviously, watching a fair bit of uh, reality TV at the moment. Yep. Um, I'm forced to watch Bachelor in Paradise. Forced? Yeah, Jackie watches it, so I'm just sort of watching it as well. Not a fan. Um, it's sort of growing on me a little bit. Are you watching it? Not really. Yeah. I've, I've watched it in the past. I just, I just don't really have the time around here in the lair. Me and Tom are usually, you know, doing weights or something or <laughs> push-ups and stuff. Yeah. Oh, well, I think, like, um, it's probably a sad thing that I know most of the characters. Probably I've been watching Bachelorette and The Bachelor too much recently. Not going to lie, I uh, I read the recaps pretty much most days on news.com just to just so I know what's going on. That Kieran is uh, up to no good, Yeah, well, I can see. Well, you know, like, Kieran probably came away from The Bachelorette with um, Angie as like a good guy like he left under circumstances like his someone was sick in his family yeah um but it turns out that we found out last night on the reveal that he actually left because he was texting another girl and this other girl picked him up from the airport Ooh. and then this other girl was in the it's now in the bachelor paradise but he cheated on her that's awkward the worlds are colliding for poor kieran um i've given up on big brother Yep. Well, that's done now. So yep. gladly. Yep. Out of the way. I, I I was on board as well at the start, and it, they they lost me a little bit. I was very upset with um the fact that Sophie got voted out, and then her and Kieran were allowed to come back in. Yeah. Just doesn't make any sense. But they do that on Survivor. To be fair, people go off to Exile Island and stuff when they're voted out. Not in like the final five. Yeah. The final five, like you've, it's really hard to try and um, I suppose. Uh, what's the term when you like take someone out you uh, blindside them yeah, it's like yeah, really yeah. hard to blindside someone when there's only like four or five left if you do it you've got to do it properly and you've got to get rid of them that's true and um, that's what the golden god always used to say yeah so they got rid of sophie and then she comes back and the numbers are against them now so yeah what about you mate what's been going on uh i went for quite a rather large walk the other day i saw um, that yeah so decided to to leave the the Hectorville lair uh, circa 8 uh, 8 a.m., make my way along the Torrens, down to West Beach, across the beach um, to Grange, and then back back to the lair. So just that, a bit bored. I just um just I did it you know to just create awareness. Okay. <laughs> just creating general awareness for uh, just awareness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, bit, bit of um, subtle marketing for the uh, the shout out podcast. How many kilometres did you cost? I think uh, cross. What did I say? Cross my path. Uh, I think it was about fifty two in the end. It was about sixty five thousand steps in the end. And we gave the listeners a chance to guess. To guess, and 
uh, I think the winner was Harry Simpson, who Simpson. has Cincinnati, um, who has won a shout out uh, stubby holder. So congrats to Big H. We've got the stubby holders coming out. Uh, First of August, I believe. Yep, great. So looking forward to that. So um, yeah, I, I was just bored. Um, had a footy trial game that day. Didn't really want to play it. So I thought I'll go for a walk. Any issues with like blisters or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. Really copped it. Plantar fasciitis um, has reared its ugly head again and uh, a few ankle issues. But uh, yeah. 50 Ks in one day is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'd much prefer to walk it than run it, to be honest. So. What do you reckon the furthest you've ever gone, Tom? Uh, walking. Uh, just just covered in yeah. a day. I did the city to, city to bay a couple of times. Um, in one day? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I'm not sure, but not much more than that. Do you reckon you uh, beat an hour? <laughs> in the city to bay? Yeah. Yeah, both times. Yeah. Yeah. It's not nice. Not bad. Um, and yeah, now that uh, once this episode's come out, their Master final has occurred. So I got a. Um, a little slide in from Michael Harders. I did physio with uh, Mick and... Shout out. Shout out to Mick. Yep. Big fan. Yep. He wasn't too impressed with Charlie <laughs> O'Malley, who's another fan of the show. Uh-oh. He um, sent through some dodgy mail for the winner of MasterChef. <laughs> Apparently, Charlie O'Malley had a friend. Is this? Do you know yeah, the story? Yeah, yeah, So a friend of ours um, used to work, or apparently, with, with Laura... Uh, who was in the final? Okay. Gave us the hot tip that uh, she won. Yeah. So we all got on sports bet, loaded up, and um, lo and behold, came second. So yeah, cop that. Do you reckon any of those have ever come off? Those like tips? Uh, I can't speak about it on here, but yes, one came off once, which was uh, was awesome. Why can't you talk about it? Well, don't want to throw anyone under the bus as to who gave us the tip. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's just say we all did pretty well out of that one. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so MasterChef, that's all done. Some really good dishes this year and probably wasn't a massive fan of it this year just because you look at the dish and you go, I, that doesn't even look appetizing because I would never know what it what it is or how to make it. So I didn't watch MasterChef. I got yeah. no interest. Yeah, good. So which, which leads me to, <laughs> I think one of the contestants made a pavlova actually. <laughs> so we've been... <laughs> We've been demanded. We've been yep. we've had DMs coming through our ears at the moment. Um, that Play they, it. they all want. They said we want to hear the Pavlova story, and I got permission from uh, from Spud Bacanello, um, friend of the show. Yep. Um, he said, "All right, you can tell it." So um, here we go. That there was one day uh, when my good friend Waterfall and I we we used to play uh, Ricky Ponning cricket. Still do. Yes, very often, and. We decided we wanted to bring in a few extra players, but maybe make it a uh, four-player game to uh, make it a little bit more exciting. And I said, "How about how about you ask, um, you know, maybe Homshi or Henry Schilling?" Or I think something. I think Shields was in. Shields was three. keen. Yeah. Yep. Um, as long as we finish before eight thirty p.m. Um, and <laughs> got to study the next day. Yeah, exactly. And then we said, "Well, what about what about Spud?" And DMAC goes, "Oh, he's actually." Um, He's got to head to his neighbours um, for dinner. The, the neighbours are coming over for dinner. No, he's going. They're going to the neighbours' house. Yeah, for that's dinner. It. Um, so I thought, oh, well, that's no good. New neighbours. New neighbours. New, new to the new, new to no, the area. No, so Tim and his parents moved to the area. Ah, gotcha. So they invited. Yeah, yeah. they said, "All right, yeah. let's uh, welcome to the neighbourhood type vibe." And so I, you, at my former job, used to have a another phone, to which no one had the phone number for. Yeah. So I thought, well, Spud doesn't have my number. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text him 
from this phone and say... Pretend you're the neighbours. Pretend I'm the neighbours. Say, hey, it's <laughs> it's me, the neighbours, is how I started the text message. <laughs> and I said, uh, hey, Tim, it's the neighbour. I just want to check if we're, we're still on for dinner tomorrow night. <laughs> now, I don't know how Tim even <laughs> thought that, <laughs> that the neighbour got his phone number. Yeah. Maybe his, his parents gave him their number. I don't know. Said, hey, Tim, it's the neighbour. Vicky and Steve didn't want to give him their... No, 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 you don't have my number, but here's my son's number if you want to just get in touch with him. <laughs> hey, Tim, still uh, still on for tomorrow night. Um, so the neighbour uh, you know, said, you know, who's coming, blah, blah, blah. Tim replied, you know, the whole family's going to be there. What time is it going to start? Blah, blah, blah. Um, bit of back and forth, bit of banter with the neighbour. He was very friendly. Um, and it, it went on for a while and... Um, once again, I thought I'd just go, hey, it's me, the neighbour again. <laughs> <laughs> a bit later on. Yeah, exactly. And um, I said, uh, you know, what time are you coming or something? And Spud said, you know, I think we're coming about seven or something like that. Um, and he said, would you like us to bring anything? To which the neighbour said, well, we've got dinner all sorted, but maybe you could bring some dessert along. To which, to which Spud, <laughs> so excited said, well, my mum makes a mean pavlova. <laughs> How about I get her to make one and bring it along? Oh, my God. To which, uh, yeah. So what happened in, after that, do you know? Well, we found out later on he, he never got on to us. <laughs> but the next time we saw him, we said, I said, Tim, how was, uh, how was dinner with the neighbour? And his face just dropped and he goes, it was you. <laughs> because the neighbours, the shock of the neighbours when like, they had dessert or, like, and everything, but then Tim's mum walked in with a pavlova. With a pavlova. <laughs> goes, Here's the world famous pavlova for you. Uh, and they're going, what pavlova? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, so, so Spud, thank you very much for letting us tell he, that story. He doesn't have any faith in random numbers now. Like, yeah. He was selling his surfboard the other day. Yeah, and someone right. replied saying, I'm just around the corner. Yeah, the ATM's out of money. <laughs> the ATM's <laughs> out of money. <laughs> and so he texts me saying, yep, oh, I know I know what you're up to again. So I used to I used to message eight, him about all his gum tree stuff that he was saying. Eight years later, you were still... I still... The, still the, the boy who cried wolf. So yeah. Yeah, you can't get over that one. So thank I you, Spud. I don't like Pavlova. Neither do I. But apparently Spud's mum makes a ripper. <laughs> So, DMAC, what's in the news this week, mate? Um, Daily Mail has reported on uh, Kanye West now. He is trying to make a late run for the 2020 um, president of the United States. When's the uh, election? I think it's November. I reckon okay. it's November. He's leaving it late, yep. And um, like basically we saw Kanye sort of lose it a little bit um, at the rally talking about um, the difficult topic of abortion and uh, basically Daily Mail was just reporting on the fact that the family is shocked beyond words after Kanye's claim and they're actually a bit worried about what's going on with Kanye. Yeah. Have you uh, seen the video? No. Tom? Uh, yeah, I saw a bit of the video. Yeah. It's he's, pretty disturbing. Yeah, he's, he's completely lost his mind. Mm. Some yeah. of his tweets just not making any sense whatsoever. So I haven't seen any of his tweets. What's going on there? Yeah, just pure gibberish. Um, I think he's he's claiming that I think Drake has uh, um, cheated with uh, Kim Kardashian. Okay. <laughs> he's thrown old Drake under the bus. Yeah. Um, he's just yeah saying some just really strange things that, yeah, 
Kim keeps him locked up and yeah Kim and a uh, psychiatrist or psychologist are on the way to <laughs> to wherever he was to lock him up yeah um, yeah so I, I mean his music's pretty amazing um, Jesus Walks uh, Gold Digger mm-hmm. you know that that, that, that like uh, early 2010 stuff like uh, probably before that even is he having a bit of an Adam Sandler career at the moment <laughs> did he start off really well and he's now now like he's Making you, like Jack and Jill type uh, movies. Like, like. His latest, latest album was um, pretty average. I think a lot of people could say that, but he got really biblical in that. Not that there's an issue, but um, yeah, I don't know whether he was creative to begin with or he was lucky that he had some good producers, but he's really just lost the plot. Mm, what do you do? Are Would you, you vote for him? No. Did but, you, but who's he up against? Trump. Did you see Trump's getting sued by Lincoln Park for using In the End in his campaign video? <laughs> Lincoln Park haven't been doing anything lately, have they? So yeah, that's true. Get some money somehow. So okay, good uh, luck to him. Yeah, shout out to Kanye. Yeah, hope you're doing better, mate. If you want to come on the show and, and actually no, I don't think I want him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Are we saying no to people? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kanye would probably yeah, yeah, not got that bad, but uh, yeah. Oh well, good luck to him. Yep. Yep. <laughs> What else is in the news, mate? Uh, I've seen with all this COVID going on again in Victoria, getting quite bad. A man has been fined sixteen hundred dollars for driving thirty kilometres to pick up a butter chicken takeaway. <laughs> yeah, what a legend! <laughs> so, do you think he's just crossed one of the, like, the zones and the cops have got him? I think it's uh, yeah. In Victoria, you have to stay in your in your zone. So he's gone. Nah, there's no good butter chicken in my zone. I'm gonna head out and get some get some bee chicken. So yeah. I don't blame him. You know, sometimes I've I've had some crap butter chicken in my time, and I think it's I think they're worth the drive. A good one. Have you ever wondered, like on Uber Eats, if you are in someone else's district, like the better quality of stuff they get? Hundred percent. Do you yeah. know that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I looked at my Uber Eats now, you're gonna get a lot better, or you like a lot different um, meals to what I'd get at my house. Really? Yeah. Okay. So well, yeah, hundred percent. If you I know people who live in the city. Do you know the choices that they have? Mm. It's out of control. That's yeah, the dream. too much choice is an issue sometimes. True. Yeah. True. So, Tom, what would you drive 1,600 kilometres for? 30 kilometres? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't do much for 1,600 kilometres. No. Nah. Uh, 30 kilometres. Oh, well, if it's a good butter chicken, I'd probably probably yeah, do that. Yeah, bit of, bit of cheesy garlic naan. I don't blame, blame the bloke. What's your Tinder radius at, mate? <laughs> <laughs> don't have Tinder. Okay, Bumble. Maybe if there was don't a have Bumble. Uh, what if there was a lucky lady at the end of the uh, end just, of the rainbow? Just to with, take with, out with, for a butter chicken date with, with a butter chicken. I'm going to steer clear of that. <laughs> I'd probably um, yeah, I don't know, thirty kilometres. What's that from the lair to the beach? Probably further. Uh, yeah. About 20Ks to the beach, so halfway, yeah, maybe 10Ks off the beach, yeah. Shout out to Adelaide. Probably one of the great things about Adelaide is right now, 30 kilometres gets me everywhere. Yep. So suck shit. There's a lot of butter chickens. Melbourne, Sydney. How many butter chickens in in a 30K kilometre radius? There'd be a lot. Yeah. And all of them would be sitting between like 3.7 and 4.4 rating. Nothing goes much more high than that. That's true. That's true. Keep it real. I did see in Melbourne... um, there was ambulance officers at a KFC and they saw this massive um, order of KFC being made and the ambulance officers were, that's a bit weird. I'm going to tell the cops that KFC are delivering like 30 meals to this house. And the um, cops went to this house 
where these people had bought all this KFC and um, they like knocked on the door like police and there were people like hiding under beds, like people <laughs> hiding in cupboards. Um, and yeah, they I think there was about $260,000 worth of fines. Jesus Christ. So, you know, you wonder about JobKeeper, where they get the money from, people getting KFC. Can you imagine if the, the ambulance reported that though to the police and they said, well, follow this KFC, I reckon there's a heap of people there. They get there, just one bloke is ordered a shitload of KFC. <laughs> but I think, um, oh, I don't know, twenty six, two hundred sixty thousand. Like I'd probably take a fifty dollar fine on a Sunday morning if I'm really desperate for the dirty bird. Waterfall, Tommy. Uh, as we mentioned a couple of episodes ago, I've been compiling some inventions with a friend of mine, Carl White, and I thought. I might throw a few of these at you again today. None of those other ones have been made yet, so I thought, let's go back to the uh, drawing board. I think a lot of people quite like the uh, fold-in mirror. The fold-up mirror, yeah. Mm. So that, that's in um, in the labs at the moment, seeing how they can how they can create that. I was actually in a meeting at work um, just the other day, and I I just told a colleague about the the fold-up mirror, and he's like, "Fuck, that is such a good idea." And then I was in this meeting and um, it was like, a, you know, new building going up and the person was going, oh, geez, I'm not sure if we could get our, our rather large mirror into this building. It's already been built. We'd have to build around it. And my, my work colleague <laughs> just looks at me and goes, that's why you need a fold-up mirror. <laughs> what do you mean they can't get the big mirror in? Uh, you know, you know, sometimes like a grand piano needs to get into like an apartment building or something and they have to like take out the windows. Sometimes it doesn't fit. Get a crane in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So, okay, never mind. It, it happens, all right? So, all right, I'm going to give you a few more of my inventions this week, and like, I would love some feedback on these ones. So, first one, chopsticks, but on the other end of the chopsticks, one has a knife and one has a fork, so you've got the option. Thoughts? No. Tom? Um, I've never been a big fan of chopsticks. I yep. don't understand why people don't just use a fork. Okay, but I, a lot of people... I've never agreed more with something. Chopsticks are so hard to use. I end up just trying to stab the piece of chicken with the end of the top pick. <laughs> 100%. Same. And then, you know, but there's that embarrassment when you're at a at a Chinese restaurant where mm. you go, oh, can I have a knife and fork? Yeah, you're ashamed this, to ask for the By fork. this, we're killing two birds with one stone. They're out of the Yeah, that's true. Ends. And I'm sure if Tommy was out for a nice meal with a, a new lass, yep. he'd, he'd, he'd love the idea of, you know, looking quite eloquent, eloquent yep. with the um, chopsticks. Yep, we'll get there, so... <laughs> So yes. And then flipping it upside down and just using a knife. When she's not looking, you go, oh, look over there. Guess, <laughs> guess the fork. And <laughs> um, yeah, so not bad. Yes, no? No. Okay. <laughs> I thought I got you around there. Yeah. You just agreed to it. No good. No. Okay. Um, now the number two. We got, you know, car seat, car seat warmers are quite big. But what about car seat coolers when it's quite hot and you sit down? I want to. Cool my, cool my rear. So you get in the car and it's like 40 degrees outside and you yep. just turn the car on and press the button and the car's yep. the seat's so the nice air, and The cool. aircon comes on to your front, yep. but to your rear, you're still sitting down. It's still quite hot on your, your back legs. No. No. Don't like it. Tom? If it could be done, uh, I think it's a decent idea. Thank I, you. I'm, what, I'm why are you being so negative I'm tonight? In, no, but I'm, I know it's winter. <laughs> you're, you're, you're lacking gusto. <laughs> you're giving us nothing over here. <laughs> uh, it's been a long day. Sorry, everyone. Um, no, but it's... The, the, the shout out audience shouldn't have to cop this. <laughs> I think um, leather seats on a car just solves that problem. Like you know, they're, they're very hot when you yeah. first get in. Yeah, you but stick to them. Yeah, we can't all afford leather seats. 
I just don't Must think... be nice. Okay. All right. It's not a bad idea then. <laughs> I just, right. I just think the body responds better to hot than cold as a physio. I know that. That's, a, that's an opinion. Okay. <laughs> Go on. Uh, all right. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Number three. I've thrown this out there to a few people and, once again, mixed reviews, but I think this is a billion-dollar idea. So cafes, they get a lot... Of, every, every day, they get crates of milk coming in to their cafes delivered, and they put them in the fridge... And every, I don't know how many, you, you're a previous barista, mm-hmm. is that right? So how, how often are you opening a, a new... No, uh, I was a barrister. Oh, that's, damn it, yes. <laughs> how often were you opening a new milk carton? Every um, yeah, that's a good point, probably. Yeah, all the time? Yeah, you go through like 12, two litre bottles of milk wow. in the morning. Crazy, crazy. So, and it's, that's wasting a lot of plastic as well, uh, which, I, which I hate. Yeah, okay, you always uh, say that. Yeah, so my, my thoughts here, milk kegs. So you feel just much like a beer keg. It is a milk, yeah, a keg full of milk that sits underneath the counter where the uh, um, the coffee machine is. Now it sits in a fridge. Yeah, okay. It's a, quite a, like a like a bar fridge. It sits under the counter. It's got the keg in it, and it comes out with like a small pipe slash straw type thing. Yeah, and that would last probably a week. You probably don't need to put it in a fridge. You could just have it connect to it, power itself, and be. Like a cooling system yeah. itself. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, what are your thoughts? Milk kegs. Yeah, I get, I get one. My only issue at the moment is how many different milks everyone is using. Yeah. Mm. Well, now, you you drink soy, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Turn it up. Don't tell anyone that. <laughs> we'll beat that out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I I drink a lot of milk just generally. Like, Imagine if you had a keg just sitting next to you. My wheat bix that has milk. My cocoa pops that also milk. Crunchy nut once again milk. I don't think it's for household use because it probably would go off. Talk to Jackie or my parents. Um, they would they would agree that we probably could get one in McCallum House. Okay, well, that's another yes. Is that three yeses? Um, yep, that's pretty good. Thank you. You've got a few. Um, I just wanted to say first that I had two ideas that had already been taken. So I made up these ideas and people have stolen them. Oh, the TV or something. <laughs> So I went to a um, New Zealand and played Frisbee golf and I thought, geez, Frisbee golf in Adelaide just makes sense because of the parklands around the, the city. So you didn't make it? No, no, no. But I said, bring Frisbee golf to Adelaide. And I've told so many people about this, but there's no way you can make money off of it. And now I see there's a course in Adelaide. Number two, I um, I went to Melbourne. I got the response it deserved. <laughs> yeah, nothing. I went to Melbourne and I participated in an escape room and I said, Adelaide need these. Once again, bring it to Adelaide. That's not an invention. You're just getting ideas and bring and moving them. What do you think most people do? Bill Gates took took an internet idea and made it big. Yeah, but he's not an inventor. This is this is an invention. Segment. Okay, I've got to read up on my um, what's the name of that bloke on The Simpsons? Um. Hans, <laughs> Mr. Burns. <laughs> so, as a physio, I think um, getting a good sleep is quite uh, paramount to being a healthy individual. Mm-hmm. And people always complain about their mattress and their pillow and neck pain and back pain and all that. A pillow that heats up. Okay. So similar to your cooling car, but hot. <laughs> hot pillow. Yeah. Okay. So like so a wheat, like, wheat like bag a, that it's nice and. Yeah. So like people have an electric blanket. Yep. Um, it would extend to the pillow. But it'd be separate to the mattress. But that's not a bad idea. A mattress that comes with a pillow already in it. You like to move it around though. <laughs> I'm just thinking whether it's like 
somewhat battery operated and it's all connected to the electric uh, blanket. Do you think it would work? Yeah. Okay. I'd, I'm just trying to think whether I have a hot, a cold head at night. Tom? Um, I haven't noticed it, no. <laughs> no that, not if he's got a cold head. Do you like the idea? <laughs> Me and Tom um, do, share, do share a room here. We occasionally sleep together. Um, sorry, say that again. Um, do you, would, you, would you purchase a pillow that heats up or buy one for a friend or family? Probably not. Okay. No. Back to the developers. Um, That's all right. Shout out to Christian Rook. Shout out. Big big friend of the show. Uh, he texted me one average idea and one terrible idea, which I think he stole off of this show. Um, what's that show on Netflix that like, always makes me feel sick when I watch it? House of Cards? <laughs> 13 Reasons Why. No, um, it's like a British show and it's like really technological and it's quite like... Um, oh, um... MasterChef? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'll come back to it. Anyway, so his first idea was um, tennis court Roomba. So I think a Roomba is like a little electrical vacuum cleaner that goes around a house room. Oh, yeah, like the robot vacuums. Yeah, yeah. and he's saying getting that for a tennis court. Okay, for the leaves and stuff. Yeah, I think it's pretty average. Yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. It's pretty lazy. I think, no, but I think there's a market for that. There's a lot of lazy people. Think about how many people get pool cleaners to come to their house. But you could just buy a pool cleaner. For the top leaves and stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of that show? Is it Black Mirror? Black Mirror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why we got him on the show. Yeah, great show. Um, so, no, it's not really. It always makes me feel sick after I watch it. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, so his idea was contact lenses or glasses that when you blink, take a photo. And Jeez, I, you'd have a lot saved in the uh, in the camera <laughs> roll, wouldn't you? <laughs> Hope you got iCloud for that one. Um, yeah, so I don't think that's a very good idea and sorry to Rook for that one. Yeah, so... Tommy? Not- yeah, I thought it was pretty average. What about your own ideas, mate? Um, Putting him on the spot here. Yeah, well, look, just having a look around the room, seeing if there's anything I could improve. And uh, Probably not. It's pretty uh, impressive in the lair, isn't no, it? Yeah, the sushi cat. It's a good household. A decent painting for the uh, the house. The sushi cat does a good job, I thought. Yeah, he does. Watches over us. So, so um, yeah, just send us through some more uh, invention ideas. We'll probably actually, actually, Tom's experimenting an invention as we speak. Um, Am I? <laughs> so when I I got rid of my my top mattress and I bought a new one recently uh, recently and Tom in the lair couldn't fit his uh, what would you call it, the bed base pivot bed frame or the yeah. frame yeah. up the stairs because of the tight turn pivot pivot mm. yeah and pivot <laughs> here we go pivot. Thank you. And we, yeah, he couldn't get it up. So he, he was just... Couldn't what, get it up. <laughs> what the? So for the first, what, maybe six months almost, he yeah. just slept on the, like the mattress on the floor. Yeah. Uh, Which is not advised. Well, it's not, but I don't understand why not. Oh, bed frames are a, just a farce. Yeah, it's just a waste of money and, as far as I'm concerned. So is that what we're experimenting? Well, no, what, no, no. no. What, what we're experimenting is when I got rid of my, my top mattress... I said, Tom, why don't you just use this as a bed frame? So now he just has two mattresses stuck on each other. So what, how, how do you feel the comfort's been? I reckon it's improved the comfort of my bed. You got double mattress. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's pretty good. It's yeah. Just, yeah, softer. Yep. You know? So it, it may not be good for the posture. No. As a physio, no, I, I wouldn't think so. That, Is it softer than what it was beforehand? Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, a firm oh, is normally though. quite good for the back. Okay. Mm. Well, sorry. <laughs> I'm enjoying it still. Yeah. So, oh, there's another experiment. More room for activities. Yeah. So, mm. and uh, so here's uh, this week's inventions. <laughs> so, Waterfall, I believe you watched a movie this week? Yeah. So, after the um, podcast episode with Ruben Lane, uh, thanks for coming on, mate. Shout out to Rubes. Um, we had discussed the movie with David Spade uh, called The Wrong Missy. Yeah. I think we said it was something else on the last episode. We said it wrong. So yep. sorry to the uh, Spade, Netflix. Spade family. Um, so <laughs> I thought I would just give myself a bit of a recap of The Wrong Missy. Uh, so it's a 2020 American romantic comedy filmed and directed by Tyler Spindle. Yep. And He's done some good stuff. And it, and it stars uh, David Spade and Lauren Lapkus. Yep. So basically the premise for the film is a bit of a rom-com with a bit of a raunchiness sort of flavour to it. David Spade, who you might remember from Just Shoot Me and other terrible films like Grown Ups, <laughs> um, plays a very, some guy that's got a lot of tickets on himself, but he's not very attractive at all, 40-year-old dude that's just come out of a relationship and he's looking for another girlfriend. Oh, oh well, are there going to be spoilers here? Or? Spoiler alert. <laughs> Goes on a date with a girl named... Missy and she's really weird, really quirky, really strange, and he just doesn't vibe it at all. Leaves the date, um, and then he he's getting a flight somewhere else. And he, he this is a terrible segment. Let's get rid of it. <laughs> uh, I've got nothing. And that's the wrong Missy. <laughs> I'm gonna put that in there. Oh, two and a half stars. <laughs> Saved by Schneider. And now it's time for... It's D-Max Top 5. So this week's Top 5 is inspired by recent events. Um, events that happened. I... Uh, had something that could happen uh, happen to me. That's probably the greatest thing that could ever happen to a human. Uh, not last Friday, but the Friday before. Um, just off the top of your head, guys, anything you can think of as the greatest thing that could ever happen to a human? Uh, well, it, what, what, the lotto. The lotto. Yeah. What, what, would, what wouldn't be the best thing to happen is diving off the ten meter dive board and, and splitting your stomach. Up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was the one that did that. So that, that was the opposite. So. Um. I was at a vending machine because I worked two jobs and I was going from one job to the next and I wasn't going to have enough time to have lunch. So I saw a vending machine and it had like a muesli bar, like a fruit and yogurt muesli bar. And I thought that would be all right, a bit of energy. So I selected the muesli bar and as I selected the muesli bar, the fruit chocks packet next to it no way. started moving with the muesli bar and they both came out together. So I had found myself... Paying for one muesli bar and getting both muesli bar and a fruit chocks packet next to it. So, there's a classic Seinfeld episode where George tries to uh, to get the Twix bar out yes. of the vending machine. Yeah, and it gets stuck, and then someone steals his Twix bar and yeah. he does the candy lineup. It's a Twix. They're all Twix. It was a setup. A setup, I tell you. And you brought it. You've all screwed me again. Now give me one. Give me a Twix. They're all gone. <laughs> Yeah, so that inspired the top five um, best Seinfeld episodes, in my opinion. 
So for those who don't know what Seinfeld is, it's an American sitcom television um, created by Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld plays a fictionalised version of himself and it focuses on his personal life and his handful of friends. Um, show about nothing that ran in the 90s and is probably well known for being one of the best TV shows of all time. Would you two agree? 100%. Yeah. Me and, me and Tom uh, tune into. Wait, is it, what channel is it on? 10 Peach? 10 Peach, yeah, yeah. Most nights and have a watch. So the special mentions, like, there's so many episodes, oh. so many good ones. It, it, it was. It, it start The first season was a bit average yeah. from what I've seen. Yeah. But. Oh my god! It, it just kept getting better and better, and by the last season, it was just unbelievable. Season nine was the best season, I reckon. Oh, outrageous! They went out on top for sure, and um, it made it really hard to choose a list. There's so many great Seinfeld moments, and I, I feel like some of my suggestions are controversial in my own head. They might not be for anyone else. This is a factual list, though. Dmax top five. Correct. So, so this is it. A special mention: uh, the Merv. Griffin show. Ah, love that one. So yep. Kramer finds the uh, Merv Griffin set in the dumpster behind his house. and Yep. And meanwhile, Jerry um, finds out that his girlfriend that he's seeing has all these old school tool toys, yeah, toys that he wants to play with. Yep. So he keeps getting her drunk so she passes out so and he can play with, the, play with the toys. So three dates and she still won't let me play with the toys. Hmm, that's interesting. You know, someone mentioned to me you were not very happy with your toys growing up. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> Right, right, right. And uh, you mentioned that uh, you didn't get a G.I. Joe. You had... An army piece. Right. <laughs> he was made of wood, and in the rain, he would swell up and then split. And we all know how painful that can be. Um, another special mention, the apology in season nine. Uh, this is where George is seeking an apology from um, someone and uh, calls him a step skipper and he's an alcoholic recovering and... Um, yeah. He gets called a pinhead, <laughs> and um, like Kramer lives in his shower, and Putty's a germaphobe, and it's just great stuff. Okay, let's get started. Welcome to Rageaholics Anonymous. What? Rageaholics? George, this can help you. Hey, I am not here for rage. I'm here for revenge. Excuse me. We have a no yelling policy at these meetings. Excuse me. Am I talking to you, pinhead? Am I? <laughs> Please don't call me Pinhead. Uh, the nap, another special mention. You know where George is like under his desk? Ah, uh, yes. And he gets the um, Conrad, the uh, Con, Con, Conny, whatever you prefer, whatever Jerry prefers. This big. I think it might be possible to add a little shelf like uh, for an alarm clock. <laughs> what about maybe that big? I don't know, maybe like this. Like that? Yeah, like that. Yeah, I can do that. Great. <laughs> you know, this could sound crazy, but... What do you think about adding a drawer for, like, a blanket? Blanket or a quilt? Blanket. About that thick? Maybe like this. Like that? Yeah, like that. That's what you want? That's what I want. <laughs> I would love to sleep under my desk at work. Yeah, well, I get tired a fair bit at work as well. Um, and that probably rounds out my special mentions. I do like the episode where um, George has to get a photo of Kruger because... Mm. And he takes a photo of Kruger and um, Kramer plays like Dr. Van Nostram. And... Yep. Number five, The Contest, season four. So probably widely known as the most uh, grouse episode uh, of Seinfeld. Yes. In terms of like in the time that it came out and all the innuendos about masturbation. Mm -hmm. So The Contest is when 
the four main characters, Jerry, George, Elaine and Kramer, have to see who goes the longest without uh, entering their own domain. Yes. Master of their own domain. Mm. What? I'm out. I'm out of the contest. You're out? Yeah. yeah. Wow, that was fast. Well, it was that woman across the street. You know, you better be careful, buddy. She's going to get you next. Good app. Would you guys have that in the top five? Yes. I think just for how much it's still referenced to to, the, uh, to this day. Are you master of your domain? Today? <laughs> um, number four, The Serenity Now from season nine. Uh, so this features one of my favourite side characters, Lloyd Braun. Yep, and, uh, uh, and Frank Costanza. Yeah, Frank Costanza hires uh, George to help him sell computers. Yep. And um, he also hires Lloyd, Lloyd Braun, one of um, George's uh, childhood friends. So it's just a, a great app where um, you find out that Lloyd Braun's a nut and doesn't sell any computers. Oh, hello, Mr. Vandalay. <laughs> Would you like to buy a computer? Oh, really? Two dozen. Stanza, you white hat. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up. And... Hey, Braun, I got good news and bad news, and they're both the same. You're fired. Stanza, you won the water pick. You're not gonna give away that water pick. You want to bet? Serenity now, serenity now. You know, you should tell your dad that serenity now thing doesn't work. Just bottles up the anger, and then eventually. You blow. What do you know? You were in the nut house. What do you think put me there? I heard they found a family in your freezer. <laughs> Serenity now. Insanity later. The opposite. So season five, George decides that every decision he has ever made in his life is wrong. So by doing the opposite of every decision he's ever made, he'll be doing the right thing. Go talk to her. Elaine. Bald men with no jobs and no money who live with their parents don't approach strange women. Well, here's your chance to try the opposite. Instead of tuna salad and being intimidated by women, chicken salad and going right up to them. Yeah, I should do the opposite. I should. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. My name is George. I'm unemployed and I live with my parents. Number two. The Chicken Roaster, season eight. So Chicken Place uh, opens up across the road from Seinfeld and Kramer's apartment and this red beaming light just comes into Kramer's apartment. So he, he tries hard to get rid of the um, the chicken shop and then he decides that him and Jerry have to switch apartments. So what happens is you get a, a swapping in personalities of Kramer and Jerry and it's, it's yeah. amazing. I'm on no sleep, no sleep. You don't know what it's like in there. All night long, things are creaking and cracking, and that red light is burning my brain. You look a little stressed. Oh, I'm stressed. What do you guys reckon? Number one, who, what are you guys thinking? Prediction is soup Nazi. Okay. Mm, yeah. I would have thought that too. Yeah. But there's also some other absolute rippers um, that haven't been in there too. So. so for those at home, just write it down on a piece of paper. Yep, submit it. Now and just put it on your story. Pause the episode. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Season nine, the strike. Oh, so this is the Festivus episode. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so um, Jerry dates a two face. Like she looks good in the in the in the dark, dark, but doesn't look good in the light. Yep. Um, George sets up the human fund. Yep. And like <laughs> he has to bring Kruger to his um, Festivus dinner. Yep. 
Um, Frank loves Festivus, and he created an, uh, an annual event which was instead of Christmas or Thanksgiving. It's because of the um, he, he realised it had to be another way. Yeah, and um, J- J- Kramer goes back to work. Yep, working for the uh, muffin store. Or yeah, something. yeah. No bagel, no bagel, no bagel. <laughs> yeah, bagel stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, I watch that episode probably once every six weeks. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're gonna hear about it. You, Kruger, my son tells me your company stinks. Oh, God. Quiet, you'll get yours in a minute. Kruger, you couldn't smooth a silk sheet if you had a hot date with a babe. I lost my train of thought. So you don't even put the soup nuts in your even special mentions, yeah, absolute classic. The this, the um the the line no soup for you is amazing, but and I, I love like the you're schmoopy. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I don't think that episode's got heaps. Not a huge fan. Okay, I, I think I did who, say that. Who's your favourite? Um, I guess part time character. Putty. Dave Putty. Yeah. Yep. Tommy. Um, Putty. Lane's boss. Oh. Um. Peterman. Yeah. Peterman. Yeah. Yep. Peterman yep. is so good. Yeah. I'm a um. I'm a Kenny Banya fan. <laughs> Banya is so good. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> Soup's not a meal. <laughs> I've been working out. I'm huge. I'm huge. It's not money. Soup, Jerry. <laughs> oh, so that's my uh, top five uh, favorite Seinfeld episodes. Huge. Thank you very much. Thanks, mate. mate. And that brings an end of today's episode. Great Thank- episode. Yeah. <laughs> If this makes it to where we are, sorry. <laughs> what, what, what do you reckon? I, I apologise to Tom. Yeah. I know, like, this has been some of our worst stuff. Was it me bringing it down? Or? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no. no. Oh. Um, some of those ideas were trash. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, not our best episode today. I think we've, we've had a bit of a chat. We're a bit mentally cooked uh, on the pod. I think we might take a little bit of a hiatus um, just to, to refresh mentally and come back better than ever. Yeah. So, I think that'll be uh, to the... But big shout out for Tommy for stepping in. Thank you for joining us. He's he's um sat on the sidelines uh, for a while, so he, it was time to step up to the big plate, and I think he he joined in well. So so yeah, it was a pleasure, guys. Thanks. No, no worries, mate. So anything, uh, any tips you want to give us? Uh, more gusto, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And yeah. Just don't do what we did this episode. Yeah, opposite of this. So so don't get him on again. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably the first yeah, and last probably, time. Yeah. So, uh, before we leave, how about we give a few shout outs, uh, Waterfall? Um, Pat say, Dawson. Say something. <laughs> Patty Dawson, a big fan of the show, uh, slides into the DMs and was using the Penguin Flipper story that uh, Gilbo used on some uh, young ladies. I don't know if it was successful. I've heard not. Well, he says it was successful. We heard from the other people who were at the party that it wasn't very successful. We heard from so, her that it's not, so... Yeah, she also slid into the DMs to go see it and said it was not good. But so. Doris wants a um, a poll of Billy Madison versus Happy Gilmore, so okay. I'm, I'm, I like that. We'll post that on, yeah. the, uh, on the Instagram page. Ruben's favourite movie. Yes, true. But uh, yeah, it's shout a big battle. You. Shout out for you. For me? Yeah, you got any shout outs? Uh, shout out just to, to The Rocks Football Club, I think. Um, Simon Emmanuel, who's just played 350 games uh, for the footy club, Bone. He had a he was talking to me the other day and said, "You actually haven't given a shout out to the Rocks, who's the team we both we all play for." So yeah. I thought, give a shout out to the to the guys out there. On that note, I had a bet with my cousin who plays for PAC Old Collegians, uh, uh, Lockie McNamara. Yeah, 
and we made a bet that if we beat them, he would have to come play for Rocks. But if they beat us, then I'd have to give him a shout out in the podcast. Oh, geez, you got off lightly there. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to Lockie. Um, yeah, keep listening, mate. Yep. He's, he's the reason why I go for Denver Nuggets, so I don't really like him. Cause, okay. Because they're shit. Okay. Uh, and a shout out to City Beats as well, our horse. Um, not not the best first up run, but that doesn't matter. It was just a another trial for him. He's um, saving his his juice for another race. Yeah, he? I think the shout out could really just you know give some confidence to City Beats and to Damo. Just you know, we got to faith. Yeah, bloody oath, we got faith. All of the shout out fans out there are, are backing him in. So yeah. keep up the good work, City Beats. Keep up the good work, Damo. Anyone you want to give a shout out to, Tommy? Um, nah. Alfie, Alfie, the dog. Yep, Alfie, you can have one. <laughs> Shout out, Al. You can Say something. Sure you are. <laughs> uh, and make sure you uh, sign to the DMs. We'll, we'll um, put a post up for the stubby holders. So sign to the DMs. We'll give you all the details. Um, what is that about? $10 each stubby holder or three, yeah. three for 25 is another. Yeah. Thing, so. Yeah. And the, the handmade quality shit. Oh, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> they can fit uh, stubbies, cans. Extending ads and crash time by four hours. No <laughs> <laughs> fingers hurt. So, uh, yeah, get, get stuck into them. So, thank you very much, uh, Waterfall. Thank you, Tom. No trouble for a warm glass. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm glad this episode's over. <laughs> See you, everybody. You go to sleep. Bye. Uh, put you to sleep. Bye.